0: Thank you for tuning in to Trinity Baptist Temple's podcast. I'm Pastor Kyle Dinsmore, and I pray today's sermon is a blessing to you as you continue to seek the Lord and follow His will for your life. If you have any questions, please feel free to contact us. God bless you. I want to share something tonight I think is a very profound truth concerning the domain of darkness and the kingdom of Christ, and uh, uh, even concerning us, because tonight Um, Many people might think that well we weren't going to have church and we have this event on october 31st and so the church uh, We 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 are on board with doing all this stuff And so I just want to kind of share some things uh, I think are important for us as christians to kind of have the right perspective even as as members of this church on why we do what we were planning on doing um, down at the park and so uh, I want to pray we'll get into this and hopefully be encouraged tonight in in our faith through this so let's pray father thank you for this time again we thank you for your word pray that you just move now help us to uh, those of us gathered here to be encouraged in your word to be uh, stirred up with thanks uh, for what we have tonight as we see in scripture and uh, lord we do continue to lift up those that are down at the rec center serving and trying to uh, be the light and shine the light uh, to all those that come there lord realize that Uh, It's just an opportunity. It's an open door uh, for the most important thing, and that's getting the gospel in the hands of as many people as possible. And so, Lord, we pray that you just bless that effort. I know that when we look at the plans that we make on uh, on this earth and when they are changed or altered, sometimes we can think that it was a a missed opportunity or failure. But, God, we trust your plan better. Uh, We know that there's a reason why it went the way that it went today. And the reason why it's going, the way it's going even right now. And so we trust you. And I pray that your, your presence would be here in this place, God, as we're gathered, even if it's a, a few of us here today. Uh, that we would be able to focus on your word. That we would be stirred up. And that that stirring of our hearts and our lives would impact other people as well. And uh, we'll praise you for what you do. And we ask you to just move now in Jesus' name. Amen. Colossians chapter 1. I want to read the first 14 verses, but we're going to focus on... Verses 12 through 14, and, and hopefully won't be very uh, long tonight. I know we've got a few kids in here, and we've got a lot of candy back there. So if they didn't make it to the rec center, you can load them up with candy before you go home uh, with that as well. So, uh, But let's get into this in verse 1. It says, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, and Timotheus, our brother, to the saints and the faithful brethren in Christ which are at Colossae, grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and the love which you have to all the saints, for the for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof you heard before in the word of truth of the gospel, which is come unto you as it is in all the world, and bringeth forth fruit as it doth also in you, since the day you heard of it and knew the grace of tr- of God in truth. As you also learned of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ, who also declared unto us your love in the Spirit. So again, this is just a real recap. It's very simple. Paul is declaring that he's an apostle by Jesus Christ. He's writing to these believers there in Colossae, and he's commending them on the fact that they've received the gospel, and the gospel has produced fruit in their life. That is, other people being saved. It's accomplishing that work around the world. It's doing what it's supposed to do, And then he also uh, commends Epaphras, this fellow laborer, fellow servant and faithful minister of Christ. And he talks about this love that the uh, Colossian believers have, not only for each other, but for the Lord. So he goes on to say, "...for this cause also we, uh, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, in a desire that you might be filled with all the knowledge of his will and all wisdom and spiritual understanding." That you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long, suffer- long suffering with joyfulness, giving thanks, here it is, giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light, who has delivered us from the power of darkness, and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear Son in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Now, the English Standard Version says this, says those verses this way. In verse 12, it says, giving thanks to the Father, number one, who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints of light, or saints in light. Number two, give thanks to the Father who has done that. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved son in whom it's talking about christ we have redemption the forgiveness of sins and when i read this and i look at this not only is a great commendation of the believers in colossi colossi but just this great beautiful truth found specifically there in those in those few verses verses 12 through 14 and again we're gathering tonight our event event canceled yet again I want to remind us the whole purpose of the event was for us to shine the light. It was not to dismiss an assembly, not to, to do anything other than for us to say we're going to take the opportunity as the children of light to go be the light in this dark day and in this, on this dark night. Now, why Halloween, as it's called today and, and has been called for a long time, uh, isn't what many of uh, its pagan origins Uh, point to or even what some people even still today uh, observe because there are neo-pagans and there are others who still hold to the pagan uh, rituals for what this day uh, again has pointed from Uh, there's this reminder of this day again while you know uh, we have candy and 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 it's about fun and 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 there's dressing up and and all this kind of stuff um, to me this night is a reminder that darkness doesn't rest. It's a reminder that darkness still exists. It's a reminder that, that darkness is evil and evil is darkness. And so again, this, this night we, we say, well, as Christians, we're not doing that uh, similar to Christmas. I, I would agree with that. We're not, we're not pointing to the pagan origins. We're not celebrating the pagan origins. We're not participating even in the, the, the worship or the, the, the rituals of that for that reason but it's important for us that as christians we remember that it's the domain of darkness that we were called out of that we were taken out of and delivered from by god through his son jesus christ and so before we dig into these four profound truths tonight uh, i want to i want us to understand a little bit of the history of halloween many of you know that there are some that say well, this history is completely wrong. Uh, this history is completely right. There are some that says there's some type of truth in all of this here combined. Um, but the reality is this. There's a question that exists for, for Christians and how we respond to this night. How, how, we, how What are we supposed to do? How, how are we supposed to respond? Is it, is it okay to, to dress it up? Is it, is it okay to have trunk or treats? Is it okay to have fall festivals Is it okay to do these things? Is it okay to go trick-or-treating and to to, to participate in in things that way? Uh, So the question that basically uh, is fundamental to ask is, are there specific customs of Halloween that are related to the pagan beliefs uh, that we want to make sure and reject? Are there customs, specific customs of Halloween that are related to Pagan beliefs that we don't want to associate with as Christians. Uh, so here's a little bit of a, an article I found and talking a little bit about some of this. Uh, it says Since Halloween itself originated in paganism, it's not surprising that its customs are related to pagan beliefs. Uh, according to the Encyclopedia Britannica, in ancient Britain and Ireland, there's a Celtic festival called Samhain, and it's spelled S A M H A I N. It was observed on October thirty-first. It was marking essentially for them the end of their summer. What they uh, in their belief system and in their thought process was the souls of the dead were supposed to revisit homes on this day, and there was an autumnal festival that acquired sinister significance. And it was it was all about ghosts. It was about witches, goblins, again the black cats, fairies, demons, and all kinds of things were said to be roaming about on this night. It was time to placate the supernatural powers um, controlling the processes of nature. In addition, Halloween was thought to be the most favorable time for divinations concerning marriage, luck, health, and death. It was the only day on which the help of the devil was invoked for such purposes. Now I want us to get this. Here's here's something for us to, 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 to grab hold of as far as clarity. That The pagan origins, the pagan beliefs in all of this, there was a separation between the light time of year, summer, spring and summer, life, and the dark time of year, going into winter, death, right? So this was their celebration of the end of light and the oncoming of the dark. It was their celebration of the, the life months ending in the death month's beginning. That's kind of the sim- symbolic, uh, again, the pagan origin of it. So the Halloween symbols, the cus- uh, customs and practices, undoubtedly uh, have had a variety of influences upon what we have today in Western culture and have had in American culture and um, throughout its history. Uh, but it's interesting to note that much of early America didn't celebrate it. Uh, and widely, it was not celebrated, in large part because of the Christian heritage and where this came from. Again, initially, it was practiced only in the small Irish Catholic because of the Celtic background and, and some of the influences that they brought over. And, and they, they, they specifically pointed to the potato famine uh, that brought a lot of the, the, the people and the customs with them. But to some degree, our modern Halloween is basically a, 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 an Irish holiday uh, with early origins in the Celtic winter festival of Samhain. And so, uh, again, it's interesting in American culture, uh, the rise in popularity of Halloween also coincides roughly with this national rise of spiritism that began in the m- mid-1800s. And so uh, there's this, this, this underlying pointing back to paganism. So if we say... Uh, I want to embrace everything that Halloween is. If we uh, it, it, you know, are, are all about the spells and all about the rituals that were to stir up the, uh, the, the ghosts and to entertain the spirits and to satisfy those things, if we're into that, then we are dipping into these pagan origins that are, uh, I think, sinful, evil, dark, and should be avoided. And so, uh, so as Christians as, and, and as a church— while we don't celebrate Halloween in that regard, again, especially in the pagan origin, our position and our effort this night, especially knowing the pagan origins of this, here's what it should be. We should desire to be that light in the night. And that's, and that's the whole purpose of, of where, where I was coming from when we started this many years ago and uh, having this event in the park. Uh, My my thought was this because a lot of people like hey, uh, are we gonna have service Uh, if if it fell on a Sunday or Wednesday or hey you know trick-or-treat How do we respond and 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 so there was a lot of questions and 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 my thing was this If there's gonna be a lot of people going out into the community going door-to-door Which we normally go door-to-door to to give the gospel if There's a lot of people going out and they're in search of something candy or, or goodies or something Then why would we as a church not take an opportunity to give the most important thing out? And that's the gospel and so Um, That's what number one number two was the safety aspect of things You know you go house to house you don't today. You don't really know what's gonna happen. You got kids with you and so um, you know, it's um, a Lot of people are are skeptical about going trick-or-treating anymore Uh, They're afraid maybe of what they might get from somebody at the door Uh, And so my thing on the second hand was this Uh, it will provide a safe place for people in the community uh, it, while we give the gospel out, there'll be a safe place. It'll be something to where Jesus is, is exalted. The gospel's given out, and and again, uh, we've given the gospel out now in the last several years to thousands of people uh, through this. And so, uh, that was the whole point of it. So tonight, I just want to look at these verses as a reminder and encouragement of what Romans chapter 13 says in verse 11, and that knowing the time. That now is high time to awake out of sleep, for now is our salvation, our deliverance to, to, to eternity nearer than when we believed. The night's far spent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness, Let us put on the armor of light, let us walk honestly as in the day. So tonight, let's remember what our focus should be and what our freedoms are in Christ. Let's remember what our call is and let's remember where our citizenship is. In Colossians chapter 1 again verse 12, it says, giving thanks to the Father, giving thanks to the Father. So here, here's what I, I want us to take away from tonight. We should be thankful to God that, first of all, he has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in life. I, I don't know if that resonates with you like it does or like it has for me, but, man, when I, when I read that, when I, when I see that he's made us meet, that he has qualified us, that he has made us sufficient To share in the inheritance. Notice that it's the Father who has qualified us. It's God that has made us to share in this inheritance of the saints in light. This helps us with a few things. First of all, it helps us to understand that we live in this present time. And in this present time, there's a rule of darkness in the temporal realm. So again, when we understand this, we realize that darkness has rule in this world right now. Scripture tells us that. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 3, it says this, But if our gospel be be hid, it's hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Here's here's a thought on this. I I read this uh, on a a post, a quote from Thomas Shepard. He says this, Is it possible that any man should love another and not commend him or speak of him? Can you really say that you love someone if you never recommend or you never speak of them? Yet you receive the love of Christ and seldom nor never speak of him in his love, nor commend him to others that they may fall in love with him too. And so again, we've been, the, the light of the gospel has shined on us and it is to go out from us as a treasure in earthen vessels. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. And you hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins. Who were dead in trespasses and sins. Wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world. Listen to this phrase. According to the prince of the power of the air. Look at this. The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. And so there's a prince and power of the air. There is a a, a rule of the God of this world in this dark time right now. Ephesians chapter six, verse 12, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers. Look at that next phrase, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. You know what that means? It means the the, the rulers of this present darkness against spiritual wickedness in high places. Again, we have got to realize and remember That we are not of the darkness. We've been called out of the darkness. But that the darkness is real. That Satan is the prince of the power of the air. He is the the spirit that now works in this world. Secondly, again, that was firstly. Secondly, as believers in Christ, followers of Christ, children of God, we understand that we're not of this dark world. Again, even though there's a dark rule, even though there's a, a God of this world, even though there's a spirit that works in the children of disobedience now... As the children of God, we're not of that dark world anymore. There should be nothing that we have that, 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 that points to that. And that we have this call and the citizenship of, uh, of God and from God, uh, that, that we should understand that. That's something that we should understand through this. Ephesians chapter four verse one, "I, therefore the prison of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation, which means calling. So walk, walk in a manner that's worthy of the calling, Wherewith you are called, Ephesians chapter 5 verse 8, you were sometimes darkness, but now are you light in the Lord, walk as children of light. Philippians chapter 3 verse 20, for our conversation, that means our citizenship, is in heaven from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. John chapter 1 verse 4, it reminds us that Jesus Christ himself is the light, in him was life, and the life was the light of men, and the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. It's the story uh, of the world that we live in. There is the dark world. There is the ruler of this world. There is the the, the prince in the power of the air. He's working. He's active. He's he's looking to, to destroy the light. We are out of this dark world. We are in the light. And God has done this work. He has translated us. He has pulled us out of the domain of darkness and made us partakers with the inheritance of the saints in light. It's an amazing thing the third thing about this is we understand that we aren't worthy that we fall short again It was it's god that does this work that it's god that qualifies us To be a part of that inheritance. We are unable to qualify ourselves For god's kingdom and for his call. That's an amazing truth to remember. We are unable to qualify ourselves for god's kingdom and for god's call It's god himself Again, that has to do this. We're reminded of this in Romans chapter 3, verse 23. All have sinned and come short, fall short of God's glory, of his glorious standard. There's none of us that can be good enough. None of us can qualify ourselves. I don't deserve to, uh, to, to preach in myself. I don't deserve to, to share the gospel in myself. None of us deserve to do anything in ourselves, let alone be a part of his kingdom, the kingdom uh, that has the inheritance with the saints and light none of us deserve that but it's god that does this for us and so that's why again paul wrote to the colossians this is why we give thanks to god this is why we give thanks to god we've been taken out of the dark and put in the light so tonight i want us to be reminded that we need to always give thanks to the father for this uh, again this is an amazing work that he's done on our behalf and this is the work the second thing in verse 13 of colossians chapter 1 that he's delivered us from the domain of darkness he's delivered us from the domain of darkness and while this domain of darkness is ever ever appealing to the flesh it's always appealing to the flesh we have to remember that we're not in it anymore we're not of it we may, may be in it we're not of it anymore John chapter 3, verse 19 says, And this is the condemnation, that light is coming to the world. And men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For everyone that doeth evil hateth the light, neither cometh the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. Hebrews chapter 11, choosing rather, talking about Moses to suffer affliction with the people of God, than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. That means that there's fleeting pleasures of sin. The pleasures of sin are fleeting. So while darkness is appealing to the flesh, while this world is is pulled in through the darkness, we know that there's a day that this is going to tragically end. And it's going to end tragically. Luke chapter 8 verse 17, For nothing is secret that shall not be made manifest, neither anything that's hid that shall not be known and come abroad. Matthew chapter 22 Again, Jesus talking in and in, 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 uh about the feast, he says this. Then said the king to the servants, "Bind him hand and foot. Take take him away and cast him into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are called, but few are chosen." I mean, that's why it's such an honor and a blessing, and something that we should ever be thankful for to be delivered by God from the domain of darkness. And brought into the light. John chapter 8 verse 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them saying. I am the light of the world. He that followeth me. Listen to this. Shall not walk in darkness. But shall have the light of life. God took us out of the domain of darkness. And then the third thing was that. It says that he translated us into the kingdom of his beloved son. Again this is work that God has done. Taking us from darkness. Placing us into the kingdom of light. Again, John chapter 1 tells us that he's the light. 1 John chapter 1 says that, verse 5, This then is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one with another in the blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleanses us from all sin. He's placed us in the light through the, the light of the gospel. And so again, we're the light of the world. He's the light of heaven. The Bible tells us there's no need for the sun in heaven in the eternal kingdom because he is is the light. Amazing work of God taking us out of this darkness, the, the domain of darkness, this amazing work qualifying us for the kingdom of his beloved son. This amazing work was all done by no small act. It was done by the grandest, the most profound display of love and sacrifice the world has ever known. And that's what makes, that's what should fill our hearts with thanksgiving. So when we, we come to a night like this, when we have, you know, whether, whether Halloween falls on a Wednesday night or a Thursday night or a Friday or a Saturday or, or whatever, whatever it falls on, to me, when we, we think about darkness and we think about light and we think about this contrast, it should stir up a thanks in us. And that's what this is about tonight. It should stir up, man, I'm so thankful that I'm no longer in the darkness. I'm so thankful that God has put me in the inheritance of the saints in light. And, I, and I'm so thankful of this, and, and it should stir up a response of this call that we have because of the citizenship we have to be the light in this dark world. Uh, if, there, if there's anything that, um, you know, for me that I was disappointed in, is not that we didn't have the event or that, um, you know, we didn't get to have uh, the hot dogs for everybody or, or, or you know, the candy and, and, and all that kind of stuff. It's not that. I trust that God's ways are perfect, and there's a reason why it didn't happen the way we had planned for it to happen. But man, I wanted every one of us as possible to be a part of shining the light on this dark night. And and so that's the part of me that was like, ah. And as many of our church, you know, we don't have, not the whole church is is able to make Thursday night outreach, but we have a Wednesday night outreach midweek service and we have it reserved and set aside to do what we're doing tonight meeting and and being in the word of God and being unified in that and so for us to to have a unique opportunity uh, to go down and say you know hey as a church we together are going to have this unifying effort to to be the light in this dark place in this dark world Uh, and for that not to be able to happen that was the disappointing part but again that's just me I know God's plan is always better so this amazing work that God has done, again, was wrought because of what Jesus Christ, only through the Christ of God, and the fourth thing is that is in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. In whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So God has taken us out of the domain of darkness, made us partakers, made us qualified uh, to be partakers, to be in His kingdom, the inheritance of the saints of light. He, he's done these things. And it was through the forgiveness of sins, through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. So we were purchased from the darkness. We were purchased out of the darkness, from that domain of darkness. Not only out of that domain of darkness, but also the fate of that domain of darkness. Our sins erased. Our debt paid. All placed on Him. That's how our God Took us from darkness and placed us in the light of eternal hope of our eternal home. It's through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. The president, uh, our president of our country, recently selected a justice that went through a horrific confirmation process. I mean, it was horrific. And if some of you watched it, you were like, this is, it, it, was, it was a circus. It seemed like a circus but it was horrific and and, and he and his family the, the judge was was subjected to I mean just horrible things he and his family and it got me thinking about this this type of um, um, confirmation what was is, is he fit is he suitable to be in this position and in getting ready for this message tonight i thought you know what i praise god that our confirmation is found in christ that we are found fit to be part of the inheritance of saints in light we are we are found qualified to be children of light because of jesus christ and so when, when I when I think about man we, we didn't get to go down to the park but you know our, our intent was to be light that that's that's the source of it is is man what a joy and privilege it is to be a light bearer to be a, a, a child of God and and to to walk in light as he is in the light I think sometimes we we view this call this calling of God as the children of God as the as the saints in Christ we, we view this calling of sharing the glorious light of the gospel with the lost world as like this burden, and it is an amazing privilege. It's an amazing calling to have because, again, what God has done our, on our behalf to make us, to take us out of the domain of darkness and put us into the light. And so when we look at, uh, I mean, whether it's tonight in the park or whether we do a, a Thursday night outreach or whether we do, uh, it's a co-worker or a neighbor or whatever, and what an amazing privilege because of the work that God did to put us in this position, to give us this calling. And so these are the reasons to thank God continually this night. Again, we think about this night. We think about, you know, what the pagan history is. We think about even what that pagan history represents in the darkness. And, and it brings to mind that we are no longer in darkness, but we are in light. That we are to, to shine that light. And so, again, that's why we do the trunk retreat is to give our church an opportunity to be who God has called us to be. But that is every day. It doesn't have to be an event. It's every day. We make an attempt to do it in this community every week. What a privilege it is to share the light. And so tonight I just wanted to take this brief opportunity and share these verses that just, again, spoke to me. Uh, I was just in study this morning. I, I, we've been doing our, um, you know, the family we did uh, kids and parents and then parents and kids. And, and uh, if I was going to continue on that. But it, it, this just really spoke to me just studying this morning reading, and reading. And I thought, man, what an appropriate verse, a set of verses about being brought out of the domain of darkness and put into light on this day, you know, for me to be studying. And, and I didn't know that we weren't going to have service this morning. And I thought, you know what? You know, if we don't, maybe this is what the Lord, this is what you want me to to touch on, and so uh, again, it stirred my heart. It excited me uh, about just this great privilege it is to be a child of God. What a, what a great honor it is to have received His grace and to be ha, ha, have to have been given this calling to share the light of the gospel with those who are still in darkness. You know, the Bible says that we just said it so long ago. The God of this world has blinded the minds of them that are in darkness. And those of us who have received the light of the glorious gospel, unless that same light shines on them, they're going to continue in the domain of darkness and suffer that tragic fate of being cast into outer darkness, as we read. So again, that's why it's such a privilege. You know, it's such an amazing thing, too, as I'm going to wrap this up. I've shared this before. Um, You can go and, and, and get your oil changed, right? And you can sit next to that person, and they may be reading a vehicle magazine, or whatever, a people magazine, and you could strike up a conversation with them about what they're reading. Something comes on the news in the waiting room. You could make a comment, and and you could have a a conversation. A sports team, you could have that conversation. But when it comes to having that conversation about the gospel, there is an all-out spiritual battle that takes place. When when, when we talk about as a church, like, man, we're going to go out in this community, and we're going to go to people's doors, and we're going to give them the only thing that will take them from from an eternal damnation to eternal life. The only thing. It's the key. It's the light. It's the only thing by which they can be saved. It's the only name, Jesus. We are taking them this amazing gift, and we don't see it like that. We see it as like, "Ooh, that is not, oh, I don't want to, it becomes this great spiritual battle in our lives versus this overwhelming, humbling privilege of saying, man, it changed my life. It saved me. It took me out of darkness and put me in the light, and, and, I, and I have it, and I can give it to somebody else, and it's up to them whether they say, no, I want to stay in darkness, or I want that, and I want to be in the light. Again, I, and I'm, I can do it too. I can sit down, and I can, I can talk about Hunting somebody there, I can talk about hunting, I can talk about sports, I can talk about the weather, I can talk about whatever. But when we start moving that conversation to spiritual things, where the enemy starts playing and your flesh starts wavering and you start, you know, doubting and you start worrying and fear grabs hold of you. And tonight, again, I just wanted us to be stirred up and remember how thankful we should be for what God has done in our life and what great privilege it is. To be those light bearers. You know, again, that's why I was so excited for tonight is for us to go out there and do that. But may it be a reminder of that great privilege it is. And the next opportunity you have, whether it's with your neighbor or your family member or the next time we have an organized outreach, what a great privilege it is to be a part of being light bearers because it's it's God who qualified us. It's Him that did that work. What an amazing amazing privilege it is to serve Him. So tonight... um, and we can open up the altar, and, and uh, maybe you have somebody in your life, like I have in my life, that is just a constant burden that, I, that you want to see saved. Uh, for me, I've got some neighbors around me, and it is just, every time I see them, every, every time I drive home, it's just a constant reminder. They're daily in my prayers. I just want them to give their life to Christ. I want them to be saved You know, I've got to know them and and I love them. You know, I've told my neighbors that. Man, I love you guys. I love having you all as neighbors, too. And uh, maybe you don't have anybody like that. Uh, But if you do, maybe it's a family member. And the same thing for us. There's some family members that we pray for every night uh, that are even going through some health problems uh, that we want to see saved. And so uh, maybe tonight it's just that thought. Maybe you want to pray about it with the kids, maybe pray by yourself. Uh, God, I've got this person that I really want to see saved, and I want to, I man, I want to be saved. So uh, let's take just a couple minutes. We'll open up the altar uh, to respond to this. So let's pray, and we'll do that. Father, thank you for this time again. Thank you for this reminder. Thank you for this encouragement. Thank you for um, just this stirring. Lord, we, again, we think about this night and its origins, the, the darkness and, and the evil uh, that the, the enemy is, is always active in. Uh, Lord, in, in this day that in, in pagan history has been celebrated for its darkness, um, Lord, we have this opportunity uh, to, to stand out as the children of light. And uh, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity you gave us at the city uh, to, to partner there and to get the gospel out. Lord, my prayer is that we ran out of tracks up there. Lord, that there were so many people uh, that received the gospel that it was just overwhelming. I don't want us to run out of tracks, but I just pray that that's how many people got the gospel tonight. Um, Lord, we just pray that you would use us up. What an amazing privilege it is to serve you and to uh, shine the light in this dark world. So, Lord, we pray that you just move now in these next few moments. Help us respond rightly in Jesus' name.